Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff After Hours. My name is Mark DeMeo. I'm your host. I'm going solo tonight. I wanted to just undivided attention to my guest. I'm very, very excited to have him here. Um, I'll tell you all about how I know him in a moment, but I just want you to know this about him. He's a graduate from, what was it, uh, St. Francis College with a degree in political science. He currently is the District 24 leader of the Republican Party in New York City, uh, in New York City, which the they have uh, three members now. <laughs> you get that? It's a joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting early with the jokes. <laughs> um, and he's also the president of the uh, Queens branch of the American Conservation Coalition. Uh, let's welcome Stefano Forte. How are you? Pleasure to be on. Thank you very much for having me, Maya. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. The reason why we have you on is because you're running for state Senate. Yes. Now, um, you know, when I first heard that, and let, let's do a little backstory. The reason why I first heard that was because I inquired about how you were doing with your dad. Your yes. dad and I grew up together. We were very, very good friends. Uh, I'd say best friends for a short period of time there, the three years, the three most important years, by the way. I'd say I started hanging out with your dad somewhere around when I was 14 and a half to uh 17 18 right there you were hanging out with my dad during informative years that's why the both of you ended up the way you ended up <laughs> yeah yeah i mean those are really if you really think about it those age that age between 14 15 15 and 18 years old yep it makes all the world a difference and maybe not now but back then it did it. and i'll tell you why i used to walk your father me and your father hung out every day we hung we were in the same breakdancing break dancing crew together. What was it? The Nasty Four? <laughs> yeah, what the Nasty it? Four. Meanwhile, there was like 20 of us at some yeah, point. Yeah, and then there was, it was the Nasty the, 400. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they started their own uh, side thing, him and Jimmy Pierce. So it was uh, uh, Nasty with Rock. He was, your, father was, <laughs> your father was E-Rock and he was uh, Jay Swift, something like that. Wait, um, what was he? Jim Swift. My dad was Jim Swift. No, no, your dad was E-Rock. E-Rock. Yeah, oh. era. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm gonna make right. sure that you let him have it on that. After yeah, after this, um, yeah. <laughs> we spend a lot of time walking around Astoria, and um, you know this is because we weren't driving yet. We're like 14, 15, 16 years old, and I remember I used to walk your dad over to I don't know whether it was a, a key food or a Scatura right there on 30th Avenue, and that's when your mom was having a break. And she yeah. could come out and like talk to him for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I used to stand over on the side um, and, and just wait for him while your mom and um, and your dad basically did the uh, the young. I'm in love. <laughs> Very lo nice. the Yeah. Courting, courting, the, the courting. Yes. Yeah, that was that was that was a beautiful. I know your mom and your dad, like I said, since I'm 15 years old. So I bump into your dad and. um I started asking about you. You know, we always do that. How's your kids? Then he mentioned that you were um, you held a political office, this district, uh, district 24 leader yep. of the Republican Party. I mentioned that there's three members there now, but um, there's obviously more. I think there's seven now. The reason why I make that joke is because you're uh, you're a Republican and you're in New York City. So and um, I'm young. How's yeah. That? How old are you? Twenty four. I'm twenty three. Twenty three. Yep. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's a great, great age to to get involved in this. That's why Absolutely. I'm really, really excited about what you're doing. Um, you know, if you, you know, I hate to bring it up, but <laughs> look at this is what you could possibly do. <laughs> Listen, you know, hold on, whether hold you on. whether you like it or, or her not, she's she's a congresswoman and she's there, and she was, you know, 
bartender. I don't know if you saw this or not, but if we disagree with her, all we want to do is date her. That's 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 the biggest thing. I don't uh-huh. know if you saw that or not. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Apparently, she, if she put out because her and her boyfriend were in Florida. In well, Spain. I think it's her partner. Oh, her partner. Oh, yeah, sorry. that's what that's it says on the uh, that's what it says on her website. That's her partner. <laughs> her, her partner. And yeah. we're, we're in uh, Florida uh, enjoying the no mandates, nothing at all. And people were obviously calling her a hypocrite for it. And she said, Republicans are just angry because they want to date me and they can't. So if we disagree <laughs> with her, uh, uh-huh. we just, just want to get with her. That's the that's that's the main reason why we actually don't disagree with her. I, I, you know what? She was probably had a couple in her when she said that, because who says oh, yeah. that? they just want to date it's there's a lot of answers that she gives like that where um that and the fact that she i don't think she's put together a law yet and she's already got three years in there so i don't know what she does with her time she's a celebrity who happens to be in congress that's it yeah 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 which is we we're using the term celebrity loosely she's become a celebrity because she's in congress and she's attractive yeah but um you know, when you're in, like, I don't have a problem with if you're in your state abiding by the, the mandates or whatever you want to call it in your state. But when you go to a state like Florida where it's free and you can, are you going to, because otherwise the reverse is that they're going to call you an idiot for walking around with a mask on when you don't have to in Florida. Well, the best thing that she can do is, and she won't look like an idiot, is uh, work to lift the mandates here so then she doesn't have to wear a mask here or in Florida. That, uh-huh. that, that would be the, the best yeah. thing that she could do. No, I, 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 complete, uh, I completely agree with you. I just, whenever they, I see these articles about um, Democrats in other states going maskless, yeah, which uh, has, it does sound sexy in a way, going maskless, but <laughs> um, We're going maskless. I, I, I don't see a problem with that. You're in somebody else's state. You're abiding by their laws. Um, like you said, if you are really true to it, which yeah. none of them are, every single time you get, I've seen scenarios and and TVs, um, uh, uh, stuff on YouTube where you see like somebody's actually walking over with a mask to a crowd of people to take it off to take a picture, or vice versa. Everybody's taking the picture, and then as soon as it's over, everybody's whipping the mask off. The camera just happened to run a little too long. It, it, it has nothing to do with COVID. That's the biggest thing. And I think Joe Rogan put it the best when he said uh, uh, the mask for liberals is like the MAGA hats for Republicans. That's that's what it's become now. So what they want to do is they want to show, oh, I care about grandma. I'm going to wear my yeah, mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm exactly. going to take it off as soon as I can. Yeah, but the problem with that is this. This not Not this. Wait, this is the problem with that. Yeah. Because we're subjecting our children to the mask now. I Kids, read... With I'm with sure. tremendous immunities, yeah. Um, and now that with the vax, that's that's another thing that's driving me crazy because I was thinking about my kids and they're they're your age now or uh, one's a little bit older. But um, what would I do right now as far as sending my child off to school when they're a mandatory vaccine? That all right, I have to get it to work, but I don't know if I, I, I parents have a really really tough choice. But look at that picture again. Yeah. Kids off to school outside apparently wearing masks. So. Well, well, first off, I think I read an article today that like there's been an 80 percent uptick in um, um, speech uh, problems with speech with super young kids. We Mm -hmm. we got them wearing masks. And like we were talking about before, that's their most formative years. 
right? They're in school and they're learning everything they need to learn on how to be a human being and function in society. And we have them in these masks. It's not natural. Um, I saw a video of some of like a bunch of kids in the city, actually, and they're eating lunch outside, socially mm -hmm. distanced, and it's like 30 degrees out. We're abusing these kids. Uh -huh. And In all a, fairness, I used to go to military school, and we used to have to do our drills and mar marching drills. Yeah. And um, running, like like we were like in this little prison um, that my mother said. How me old to. were you, though, when you were doing that? I was like in sixth to eighth grade. Sixth to eighth grade? Okay, I was, yeah. looking, I was looking at kids in like pre-K and like K. I'll toughen them up, damn it. <laughs> gotta get... <laughs> if we're kidding. doing it to toughen them up, then all right, but I don't want to do it over COVID, right? We're uh -huh. like, all right, we're putting them out there. We're straightening their asses out. But no, it, it's because of this BS on COVID. So no, yeah. I, don't, I don't want them out there. I agree with you. I, listen, I was kidding about that. Um, no, of course. And, but... and even the, the mandates itself, like you were talking about the, the vaccine stuff, they've got a, a bill in the state Senate now that would make bringing your child to school, unless, you're, unless your child has a vaccine, they're not getting in. It's a mandatory vaccine for well, children to get in. here's my theory on this, okay? Yeah. If you look at, I think it's South Africa, they're getting over the Omicron, right? Yeah. And they're moving forward with it, and they they seem to be clearing up. And this happens to be happening to a, a few other countries as well. Now, if you're sitting there, you, you you have to get a certain amount of vaccines out. This is a financial endeavor for a global fi financial endeavor for all the powers that be. You want to still get as many vaccines as you can out, because if this thing does go away, it's over. It's bad for it's, business. Yeah, it's done. Nobody knows. You'd have to wait until next year uh, to see if people started getting it again, um, to see if people started getting vaccine, vaccinated again against it. It could just be gone forever. Now, that's the problem because we got to get rid of as many vaccines as we possibly can right now while the thing is still um, active and they can still scare us. New York, as a matter of fact, also hit a hit a low and it continues to dip down lower like uh, basically what we're saying is that there was um everybody's getting it everybody's got it yep it's going to be hopefully it'll be gone and then what are you going to do with the nobody's going to get a vaccine after that no and listen we i made peace with it and it happened to me happened to practically every member of my family you're going to come across COVID at a certain point probably everyone is going to get COVID at a certain point we there's no way that we're going to stop uh a COVID in its tracks it's just not possible um and you know the thing with the vaccine now is they're saying oh you have to get the vaccine to go into restaurants you have to get the vaccine to do this to do that but it doesn't stop the spread and you can still get COVID mm -hmm. it just makes it less yeah. And that, that that's not what they told us. That wasn't what the deal was. In the beginning, the deal was, oh, we're going to get this vaccine. You're not going to get COVID. It's got a 97% effect. Uh, um, uh, uh, effect. It's 97% effective. Um, but now what? We're, we're, we're back where we started. Well, a couple months ago, we were back where we started. Now, thank God, we're seeing hospital cases go down. But that's no thanks to the vaccine. That's because people are getting a less... Uh, deadly variant that's more infectious, which is a good thing because it means that we are heading it's weakening the, the pandemic. It's weakening. It's weakening, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. And the funny, if this is the funny thing about New York, where you, this is like our mandate, everyone 
Vaccinated not should wear a mask whenever they are in public indoor setting or a crowded outdoor setting. Max should should be considered private at a private gatherings and sometimes at home. People are the key word there is should wear. That's not a law. Yeah. Even a mandate is not a law. No, it's not. Um, but just the 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 verbiage there. Should. Well, you think that's your that's one opinion. Maybe I, I feel like I sh- I don't have to if I'm if I'm uh if I'm vaxxed and I'm boosted and I had it already. What are we doing right now? Yeah, what I what, had it already. What are we doing? Yeah, like I have to walk around and say I got vaccinated, booster, and I just had it. My immune system is through, through the, the roof, roof right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna get it and I'm not gonna spread it. Okay, leave me alone. Is that what you have to do? Walk around with something that says that, like you're blinking lights on you? Yeah. Well. It's it's very it's this very small group of like Karens who are going yeah. around and like being the COVID police. Mm-hmm. Most people don't care. No, like, they I, don't. No, I walk into a restaurant. I'm not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people in there are like, "Yeah, all right, this is this is regular life." It's a very small minority of people that are like, "Wear your mask." Control freaks. Control freaks. Yeah, control freaks. Exactly. It's control freaks and people who are. People who were going to agree with whatever the regime told them to agree with from the beginning. So, let's um, let me. Uh, I want to. I want to talk about this. Okay, you're running for state senate. Yes, I mentioned that there's uh, 63. Uh, first of all, let's uh, let's look. Uh, I got to figure out which one I'm looking at right now. Okay, this is the New York State Senate is the upper house of the New York State Legislature. It's 63. Members represent New York State, and it's more than 19 million citizens. So basically, you're if if you if you're elected to this position, to this post, you're you're going to be in charge of, I guess, writing laws, right? Yes. Or or do uh, the 63 people work together? Are the groups broken down? Do you know anything about that yet? Well, yeah, there there are there are committees. Uh, uh, and then there are caucuses as well. So obviously, I would if when I'm elected, God willing, in November, I don't know if we can say that. Um, this is a PG show, caucus. Yeah, but- <laughs> I don't know. If we, I got to check. I might have to edit that out. You might have to edit that out. <laughs> you and your caucus. I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, hopefully I'm, I'm kidding. Part of a very big caucus. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds. It sounds like a bad word, doesn't it? It does caucus. sound like a bad word. There's a lot of there's a lot of things like, like filibuster. That's, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a naughty word too. That sounds, it sounds like an idiot in your class. Yeah, freaking filibuster. <laughs> always, t- all he does is talk. That guy, <laughs> he never shuts up. So go ahead, tell me more about the Senate. So, um, ah, he lost my train of thought. Oh, I'd be part of the Republican caucus, right? Okay, and then from that, there's smaller caucuses. So there's, um. What other caucuses? There would be like in the city council, there's something called the Common Sense Caucus. Uh, there would be maybe there'd be a Greek caucus or maybe there'd be just depending on what the makeup of the Senate looks like at that time. And then there are committees. Uh, there's the Committee on Aging on. Uh, um, uh, oh, this one's a fun one to be on. Uh, there's a um, committee for alcohol, tobacco and firearms. Mm-hmm. That would that would be one that I would like to be on. ATF. Um, yeah. Um, um there's oh gambling so there's a bunch of different caucuses within the state senate um do they work together sometimes they work together do they most of the time do they work together no a lot of the time in new york we have currently single party democrat rule from top to bottom the 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 whole thing is democrat rule the senate is the 
only competitive branch of government in the entirety of New York State. Republicans held the New York State Senate uh, all the way up until 2018. We held it. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, we lost it. And we're only, lo- we're, we're only down a couple of members. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to the uh, minority leader of the um, uh, state Senate. And uh, he told me that he believes, and I think most people believe that the district that I'm running in currently um, is the seat we need to take back the the majority. Uh, Curtis Sliwa, when he was running, he won my district 60-40. Uh, Vicky Palladino, who uh, won uh, city council in my, um, uh, in my uh, district, she won. So this area is ripe for flipping because of a lot of the Hispanics in the district and Asians in the district that are just sick and tired. They're fed up with the uh, uh, Democrat policies that are frankly ruining New York. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point. Before we uh, continue with that, I just want to give a shout out to the people that are kind enough to tune in tonight in our comments section. So let's start off with North Florida. Gary, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in tonight, Rebecca Oliveira. Hello, Lauren. That's McKenzie. my girlfriend. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I used to go out with a last uh, a girl who had, that was a last name. Really? Uh, yep, Lorna McKenzie. Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, Lorna. Uh, Ruth Ann Griffin. Hi, Ruth Ann. Angela. Kathy Bates is in the house. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for tuning in. I'm. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it. She says, I'm sorry, guys, for you younger guys. If you find her attractive, you could pay me enough. You couldn't. I think she's saying you couldn't pay me enough. Who? Um, she's talking about AOC. Uh, 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 uh. Listen. Um, yeah, you know, listen, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. She's not bad looking. <laughs> she's no she's she's not bad looking. Okay. She's no Nancy Pelosi. As a as somebody running for office, I refuse to comment on. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, but that's that's what is she's that's what makes life a lot easier for her, and she's aware of that, and that's why she says stuff like, "If you don't agree with me, that means you probably want to date me, and I would turn you down." So that, that it's a whole philosophy there. You can that's pretend- my go to line now too. Whenever you should, yeah, yeah. Why not? Me, I'm like, hey, you pro- I'm no, sorry, you, you probably so want to sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yankee for life. Hello, Yankee for life. Let me see. Marie Green. Hi, Marie Green. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter Pranzo, who was just on our show, uh, author of Harlem Raiders, tuned in tonight. Thank you. Um, XL Mermaid, 85X. That hey, Hi. <laughs> we have all three older nephews in virtual school. Oh, I'm, so ha- I'm sorry oh. about that. The last one is in first grade and has to go in person and wear mask all day. Hopefully this is going to fix itself out. I have a feeling like come springtime, I know we said it last year, but I just have a feeling that uh, we'll be okay. I think Once- I, I think we need to, and this is something huge, is that we have to keep the pressure on. I mean, look what they did in England. Like they just lifted all of the vaccine passports and mask mandates. They're all gone now in England because people are putting pressure. Just yeah. Putting pressure. Yeah. We have a, it's the country, our country is so big. And it's so divided, you know, yeah. with the red states and the blue states and different. I mean, for crying out loud, you're talking about two different countries between what's going on in Florida and what's going on in like L.A. So you might as well be in two different countries. I think that I think the people there, though, have a lot more in common than they want us to believe. They want us divided. They want us um, um, unhappy with one another. 
Because I agree that's how with you. that's how they get elected. Let's see, uh, Margaret. I thank God I survived March 2020. Only took the two jabs because thought she could travel. Everybody's got their um their own reason for taking the vaccines. I don't hold it against the people, no. and then I also don't hold it against the people that don't want it. Um, you know, if it's a vaccine, the people always compare like um. The, the vaccines we used to get as children, you know, you got that once in a lifetime. It wasn't, yeah. uh, you weren't on your third one in, in three months. You know what I'm saying? Who knows yeah. what's going to happen to us? Peter Prenzel says, Hey, Mark, will Stefano be on the Lee Zeldin ticket in the fall? Zeldin Republican running for governor. I will be on that ballot. Yes. I'm, yeah. Yes. I will be on that ballot. Okay. Great question, Peter. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, your girlfriend's sending you nothing but love over here. She's all over the chat here. <laughs> What's she saying? <laughs> no, nah, she's just putting hearts up and she's oh, proud of you. Good. She's proud of you. Good. Okay, let's go back to let's get back to business. Where were we right now? So we had just gotten Pat. Let's talk a little bit about um bail reform. Yes. And the crime right now. Uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but we have a new mayor, and um the problem is. This is our new mayor, Eric Adams. We show him all the time. Gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Retired N NYPD captain. And this is our Keyshan Soul. She's our new police police commissioner. Uh now here's the problem. You know, you could you could be pro-police all you want and, and really want to go out and fight crime. But if you're if if you're um the district attorney from Manhattan which is only one borough. His name is Alvin Bragg. Um, but they tend to dictate what goes on throughout the city in a way. They're the ones that are focused in the newspaper all the time. This guy, he wrote, uh, I wanted to say manifesto, but uh, um, a memo about how he's going to, I guess, police or prosecute. Yeah. And basically the thing was, I'm not going to prosecute this. I'm not going to prosecute that. And it's all the things that have led to the situation that we're involved in right here, not only in New York state, but around um, these blue states in big cities and blue states, which is the funding, the police, which turned out to be a big mistake that everybody's backtracking from. As a matter of fact, I got a, a thing here from the New York times that's mentioning none of the people that are running for office are, are, are talking about the funding, the police anymore. They, they don't even want to be associated with it because what's no, going no. on. But when you talk about bail reform, um, I always wondered to myself as a retired, well, I was a cop for 20 years, whenever we'd have to go visit the shelters, um, I wondered, like, you know, you, you're looking at these people and they're in a bad spot, but everybody's like, there's a, there's a running joke, and I love jokes, I'm a comedian, but about homeless, everybody's got a homeless joke. Not everybody who's homeless is, is, a, is a bum or mentally, um, a, a emotionally disturbed people. A lot of these people are like, getting divorced i had a guy one time he asked me to hold his tools because if they kept him um in in the system you know he wasn't going to be able to bring his tools so i held his tools for him that was the he was divorced he couldn't afford to pay for two things so while he's saving up to get an apartment long story short i held the tools but you have to be careful because you don't want to lump all these people into one yep into one thing and i have a feeling the jails and uh, what used to be uh, places where if you were mentally ill, you can go to, um, they want to, they, they want to like Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg used to give you a one-way ticket to wherever you wanted to go. 
This idea is you got family somewhere that'll take you in. Yeah. Did you know that the Bloomberg used to give you a one-way ticket to wherever yes, you wanted I to go? Yes, I did hear about that. Yeah, <laughs> I did hear about so, that. But that's the attitude. You know, rather than help these people or find a way that we could help these people, either by giving them housing for like a year lease, not a housing, just a room where you could keep your stuff. Everybody yeah. wants to. Do, do you have any ideas or opinions on stuff that you would do if you were in, uh, you could help in these situations? So in terms of the homeless, we have to take it by a case by case basis. We can't paint with a broad brush. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that a big leader in how we talk about this was Curtis Sliwa and the way that he ran his mayoral campaign. Um, there's some people that just cannot be reached. There's some people that just cannot be reached. They do not want to be helped for the people that do want to be helped. We have to have facilities that are going to be able to rehabilitate them and bringing up homeless shelters and communities. And I'm going to talk off of my district because there are, Uh, There's one homeless shelter and then there's another one being proposed. Um, We have an all women's um, uh, homeless shelter in College Point. Originally, it was going to be an all male homeless shelter uh, next to a school, Mm -hmm. an all girls school. So we could see how that wouldn't be a very good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, The community fought back. They said, we don't want the homeless to be here. And listen, I understand that nobody wants to be living next to a homeless shelter, but we need, do need to find facilities that we are going to use to rehabilitate these people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's number one priority when it comes to the homeless, we need to go and we need to see what's going on. And then there are some people that are violent, they're violent and they're endangering themselves and others, and they need to be put in prison. Uh, if you're out there committing crimes, you need to be put in prison. And, and originally what you were talking about the bail reform, For those of you who don't know what the bail reform is, it's a law that allows you to commit a multitude of, quote, nonviolent crimes. Some of those nonviolent crimes being a gun on a playground, uh, um, uh, drugs on a playground, uh, uh, vehicular assault, um, and you're let out of jail the the very same day. Um, I had somebody tell me, uh, who is a cop currently serving, that they arrested a woman for beating her mother nearly to death. And the very same day, she was let back out on the street and she saw her walking home. She saw her walking home. So what do we do here? Uh, What we need to do is we need to allow judges to be able to post bail. Uh, We need to find the violent criminals and put them in jail while they're awaiting trial. Uh, And then when it comes to the homeless, we need to find the ones that are willing to be helped, the ones that need medication, the ones that need uh, uh, therapy uh, in order to get them back up on their feet. I can understand somebody having a, you know, bad month, bad year. Things are going awful for them. We need to help them. Oh, are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, you're still here? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just wanted to, I'm supposed to let you talk so I can oh, cut a clip out of it I later. Out, but did I leave? I didn't want to make you nervous. Um, I should have warned you about that. Um, um, what was I saying? Oh, um. If they're out there committing crimes, they need to be put in jail and uh, 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 awaiting their trial. We need judges to be able to do that. Right now, judges aren't allowed to do that. They, they can't go and they can't post bail on certain crimes. If you are a repeat offender and you're getting arrested multiple times on the same day, right? Let's say I get arrested. Recidivist. Uh, Add that to your recidivist. Yes. Add recidivist. that to your vocabulary there. Recidivist. So this way, when you're doing the uh, when you're doing this thing up there, 
Yeah, yeah, when I'm doing yeah, the, recidivist is a good word. That's God the Bill, forbid I do this. That's the, this is, that's this the Bill Clinton awesome. thing right here. Yeah. And the Obama, too. The Obama. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> All right. Or I could start doing the Trump when he's going like this. And the, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the, these homeless shelters, we need to find who who's down on their luck, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. We know where to put them. Who is violent? Okay. We know where to put them. Who's mentally ill? Okay, we know where to put them. And it's not, none of those places are in residential neighborhoods. None of those mm-hmm. places are in residential neighborhoods. Um, and we we used to have places where uh, institutions that we could bring people that were mentally ill, but they were mistreating them. And um, um, again, instead of trying to reform the system itself, we said, nope, we're not going to have any institutions anymore. We're not going to, we're, we want the numbers to go down. Uh, uh, on people in hospital beds in these um, uh, institutions. So we're, 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 we're going to get rid of them completely and entirely. That's wrong. And that's why we see so many mentally ill people out on the street and the mentally disturbed out on the street. Well, that's how you get situations like this. Uh, we, we, you know, you, you wanted to cover Asian crime. This poor lady, uh, she died. Yes. Uh, she was pushed on. Uh, she was in Times Square and she was pushed onto the subway tracks. And they had a, held a big rally for her because hopefully enough is enough. Uh, and, th- and this is the the person that pushed her on the train. So obviously we're dealing with somebody who um, is not all there mentally. He's suffering from something. Even his sister said he should have been away. She yeah. was begging for them to put him away. But the problem is, is just I I I, I can't help thinking it's about money. They want they want to have defund the police. My, this is just a theory of mine. Closing down Rikers, it's all about having this budget, this uh, this free money in the budget, because all this yeah. stuff eats up a lot of the money in the budget. And if I could just get my hands on more of the budget, then I could I could do more with it. But and whatever it is that, that you plan on doing, that's a whole different story. I don't believe any of it is for the good of the every man. I think it's to help your friends out. You know? It, it, it at the end of the day, what they're doing in City Hall, what they're doing in Albany, none of it is for us. It's for the people who are lining their pockets. Um, and in terms of Rikers Island, absolutely, that that is that's all money. They want to build condos on Rikers, uh, Rikers Island. They want to build mm-hmm. condos. That, Rikers Island's it, perfect. It's off. It's it's it in Queens, perfect. but it's it's off a beaten path up way up where nobody really walks around there. Um, Ward's Island is perfect. You know, you know, you go to Ward's Island, they have the, the best concerts you ever seen and these light shows yeah. that go on all through the summer where the same you could house everybody there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um the, the, it's right there for the taking. Plus it's got a bridge. I mean, there's no but there's no better way to if you, <laughs> you want to like it's dinner time, chow bell, the bridge goes up, nobody's yep. coming out to play anymore. Everybody uh I'm making a joke out of it, but yeah. people don't need much. If you're no. if you're just you need a place to keep your stuff. Everybody's entitled to that, man. Well, not only that, it's also, you know, I understand that Rikers Island probably did have things going on in it that were not good. That was nothing. Not, 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 I, I'm telling you, it start yeah. all this started happening when they saw they could build on that marshland. No, I agree. I I that I agree with. I cannot. However, to speak to people's concerns, because I have even people that lean right that tell me like, oh, you know, like Rikers Island is a little bit rough. Yes, I understand that. If we want to, right, I'm all for, how about we refurbish Rikers Island? 
How about we go over there and we put an actual mental health clinic on there to be able mm -hmm. to actually help people and rehabilitate people. But nothing matters. Nothing matters if we don't address the fact that rehabilitation, yes, is very important. But when you have somebody about to go push somebody in front of a subway track, mm -hmm. somebody about to stab somebody, somebody about to shoot somebody in the head, rehabilitation does not matter at that point. We need a police force that is able to get involved and arrest somebody and remove them from society. That's the uh, biggest uh, thing. I agree with you. And I also agree. I also think that a lot of it has to do with not giving these people uh, an overnight. So uh, as a police officer, I'll tell you, one of the best things that you can do to somebody who's been on the street for a while is arrest them. Why? It sounds brutal to other people. We're just talking about putting them through the system because somebody's going to ask them what type of meds you are at least five times before they actually get to um, to Rikers Island. And in that, and during that course of being asked, you might say, I'm a schizophrenic and I haven't taken my medicine in quite some time. Um, you could have any other ailments that are bugging you. Get it taken care of. You get three square meals a day. You get a bed. Um, you get to... Um, get off the streets and just let your body heal from all the stuff that you've been doing and you're taking that away and these people have no place else to go even a lot of people are going to the hospitals now my son you know he's a nurse and he's you know he's working in the hospitals now and he's telling me that uh you know these people come in and they're it's a lot of times they come in one day they'll come in tomorrow again too they're looking for a longer stay they're looking for someplace where they can just lay their head and chill out for a couple of days. And, um, you know, unless they have something that's really ailing them, they're not going to keep them there. But at least they yeah. let, let them sleep there, sleep it off a little bit. So that's the the humanitarian side. Absolutely. That we can't lose um, when we talk about homeless. Um, yeah. When we talk about criminals, I agree with you. And I don't understand where this reputation of Rikers Island comes, that it was any worse than any other. First of all, it's not a prison. It was a jail. Maybe that's where the reputation comes in. Prisons, we expect that. We expect that. The, but a jail, a lot of, see, what, what a jail is that people don't realize, you can only be in Rikers Island for up to a year, supposedly. And you have a year to get your court, your case to trial. Okay. Now, um, do people stay over a year? Yeah. Um can you post a bail and get out? If you can't post bail, you're not supposed to be in Rikers for over a year unless something's going on with your trial. It's just a jail. So that's where it becomes rough because you're not in prison yet. You're not surrounded by murderers and rapists. Uh, you're just an average person who might have gotten locked up for um, driving without a license. And now you're next to somebody who just raped somebody. So that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But they're not even talking about the uh, I don't think anybody cares about the what happens between two temporary inmates. It's it's how the facility or the the, the corrections officer were treating them. And I, I don't know if it's any different, better or worse. I, I, I have I don't see the evidence. In it's it more all. it's more existential than that. It's more of a philosophy issue. Uh, they they want to make jails in every borough. So somebody could wake up and the next day they're living next to a jail. Here's an idea. Put it right next door to the women's shelter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put them yeah. all on one block. Clear it out. There's areas, you know, I, I feel for people, too. Like, if you live in Manhattan and, you know, you're supposed to be, I would imagine, liberal. But, every, you know, like you, these people pay so much money for real estate. And then as soon as they 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 seek and breathe some fresh air, there's 
there's you know there just happens to be a methadone clinic right, right across the street well listen you you get what you you get what you vote for if you there's got method, leaders there's methadone clinics right on park you. avenue yeah if you got leaders that don't respect where you live that like look at this this clown Al, alvin bragg right mm -hmm. and and i want to talk about the the bragg and eric adams um from all the 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 cops that i've spoken to that have mm -hmm. worked with him they say that he's one of the most two-faced people on the face of the planet. Who's that, this? That Eric Adams. Oh, okay. That Eric, from from people that have known him mm -hmm. and that have spoken to me about him, they've told me that he's one of the most two-faced, dirty cops that that they've ever come across. So that's number one. He he doesn't actually care about crime. He, I don't believe he actually cares about crime. If he actually cared about crime, there was a ton of things that he could have done to get at Bragg and to do something about the bail reform, but he's not gonna, because he wants to be president. He's already made it very clear that mm -hmm. he wants to jump to president after being mayor, right? So he's not gonna do anything about it. And and also he can't do Well, his whole, it. see, unfortunately, as far as what you said earlier, I don't I don't have any evidence. I was a cop, I don't have any, nobody's ever talked to me that, or mentioned stuff that he was corrupt. Um, they, the only thing that I ever, ever heard about, um, and we were on the job, at at the same time he had more time on than me i don't i don't think we've ever um i don't think i've ever met him or crossed paths with him but um the one thing you could say is that he took you know he was a good test taker he made it to captain and that he spent time studying for tests and you know he was the leader of the um of the 100 blacks in law enforcement where it did shake up the job a little bit it was the job had its way with with uh with minorities and that definitely scared a lot of people that 100 blacks in law enforcement and you know if you're black i'm sure that you thought it was it was necessary at the time so that has to be taken into account as far as um what he can do uh, as far as to alvin bragg i don't know maybe you can explain some of that to me Go he ahead. could be harder on him that, that's the biggest thing well, it's, the guy's two weeks in though yeah, but he's two weeks in and he's already flip-flopping because he came out when, when that poor woman got pushed onto the subway track. And, and like you said, they held a um, a um, um, a candlelight vigil for her mm -hmm. in Times Square. But you had these politicians coming up and all they were talking about was, oh, we need to educate people on the Asian community. We need to educate. This isn't a matter of education. This is a matter of violent criminals targeting Asian people. That that that's what what, what do they have? Yeah, I agree with you. What can you educate somebody? Educate the people. You're not supposed to push people on the tracks. Yeah, no. What, that, how, what do I need to know about Asian people? No, what do no, I need that, to know about anybody for that matter? You're saying that oh, because you're not taught about Asian history in classrooms. Listen, if we want to teach people about Asian history, all for it. Let's 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 teach them about Asian history in the classroom. However. That's not going to stop anybody from pushing somebody into a subway track. In no world did that man who was sticking his tongue out, who should have been in prison, right? Mm -hmm. He should have been institutionalized. Um, in no world does that man sit in a classroom, mm -hmm. learn more about Asian history, and not push that woman into the tracks. He's mentally Well, he targeted, he targeted another woman first. Yes. She stepped away. She said she felt him. She felt the, the hairs on the, on the back of her neck jump up, and she did the smart thing. She stepped away from him, and that's when he he found this lady who she probably didn't notice him, and that's when he took advantage of her, and he pushed her on the tracks. But, like, I, I don't understand. What, what the, you're talking about taking a really weak 
route to get to make a point because you know th these politicians they use these opportunities to and don't, one day you're going to be talked about in the same manner what i'm saying because <laughs> you'll be these politicians use these events these rallies to yeah. to show up and and you know get some face time and that's the best you can come up with really yeah. that uh we need to learn more about the asian community why they mind their business they're coming to and from work Yep. I think more people I think you're underestimating. That's one thing I hate too. It's like when you underestimate, why are we talking about racism in New York? That's yep. not where it lives, where it thrives. Okay? There's not nobody's coming here and a racist and lasting more than 2 days cuz you're going to leave. You everybody around it. you is a different Where are you from? You know, there's there's a 100 different type of Spanish, there's a 100 different type of Asian everywhere you go. Yep. So this idea that we're going to have to learn uh, intimate details about every single culture is absurd. Do you know what I'm saying? Just get to, get, to, get the crazy people off the street. Yeah, I, it's it's two very different things. If we want to talk about education, we want to talk about crime. They don't mix those two. But they don't want to don't talk mix. about crime. No, they don't because... want to talk about crime. They want to make. They want every issue. The the Democrats in New York, right? And really, every, the Democrats everywhere. Their main issue is going to be racism, no matter what. Yeah. If the exactly. trains don't run on time, it's racism. If, you know, if, if the line's too long to go vote, it's racism. No matter what, it's going to be racism, right? Sometimes people are crazy. And sometimes people want to kill people. That has nothing to do with racism. I can understand if we can find something there that makes it racism. Then sure, we can call it out. But right here, this is crazy people on the streets killing people indiscriminately. This is this is this is 70s stuff that's going on here in New York right now. Right. Angela, so Angela says uh, if they want to stop racism, stop racism, stop putting a color on everyone. I agree with you. Absolutely. She says um, factual breakdown. It's not PC to talk about crime. It's not PC to talk about crime if you're a Democrat, because yep. you're the you're in a blue state. You're in a blue state. In a, in a big metropolis where everybody votes Democrat, it's your leaders that you put into power that are that are creating this mess. And they don't know how to get out of their own way. No, they don't know how to get out of their own way. And they're and and this is they can't the admit that, they're wrong. Yeah, they, they no, they'll never admit they're wrong. And, and this plays to the point about Eric Adams, which is um, just the other day when he was when he was at a uh, press conference about this, this young woman who died far too soon. He said, oh, the subways aren't actually unsafe. The subways, there's just a perceived fear. There's a perceived fear on the subways, mm -hmm. right? So that, that gives me the impression that he's not serious. And then the next day, seeing that he has to do damage control, he says, oh, well, you know, it actually is unsafe on the subway. We have to fix that. So uh, we don't know what Eric Adams were getting on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, I, you know, once again, two weeks in, he's still everybody's still trying to figure it out, trying to get their bearings. But one thing I'll tell you about if he has any aspirations to run for any other uh, office, the one thing that he came into this city, which was a ground ball, that's a police term. That means it's easy, a ground ball. You know what your biggest obstacle was, and that was crime. Yeah. So I believe that he knows as well as everybody, whether you want to be tough or crime, on crime or not, you can't expect to achieve your political goals if you if on your first job you haven't accomplished what was a ground ball. And that was to bring drop bring. And let me tell you something. OK, 
your father and I and your mom, we grew up in the 70s and the 80s, okay? And in New York City, we didn't know any better, okay? But then we had a visionary come in, Mayor Giuliani, and talk about how he was going to straighten up Times Square. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Put a Disney store in Times Square. That's where I, you know, that's where I get my prostitutes and my drugs. <laughs> and then and then he did it. He did it. Yeah. Bloomberg was a visionary as well. Dinkins was a visionary when it came to building that uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. I got to give him credit. A lot of people didn't like Dinkins, but that's the one thing that's his legacy. And that thing brings millions and millions and millions of dollars into New York City every year. But what happens is we need visionaries in, in, in political power. And right now, that's not what we're getting. We're not getting people that are looking for um, a brighter day. We're looking for that. No. The, there's an ulterior motive here. And I think they're all in collusion, too, by the way, all these blue states, because they all run on the same agenda. They all defunded yeah. the police. Um, they all um, bail reform. And they're all going through the same thing right now, regretting it because this uh, this the elections is coming up in 2022, uh, the, the November one. It's not it's not a sexy look for any of them. No, it's not a sexy look for any of them at all. And I mean, even today, there was a conference for for mayors and uh, um, Eric Adams was hanging out with Lori Lightfoot from Chicago. And mm -hmm. he's saying that big cities are back. A week ago, a woman was pushed in front of a subway and Eric Adams is talking about how big cities are back. And we don't even talk about and this is very interesting. We don't even talk about Kathy Hochul in this situation. She's the person that could end the crime right now, because this is the bottom line. Eric Adams can send out every policeman he can 24 seven and the mm -hmm. crime still will not stop. The arrests will go up, but the crime won't. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the bail reform is just going to keep letting them out. Yeah. She doesn't out. want to say anything. This uh, our, our new governor, this interim governor. right now. She doesn't want to say anything until because there's an election coming and she doesn't want to say the wrong thing. Hi, Michalina Serino. How are you? Um, I, I he does. She doesn't want to say the wrong thing. You nope. can't. Uh, she chimed up once this week on something. I forgot what it was, but uh, she's everybody's playing. They That's that's a right out of uh, Joe Biden playbook not to say or do anything until you absolutely have to so or she's quite, something well that's yeah now he's being forced to do that yeah but uh yeah she she like you said she has the power to make a difference and i think she could possibly win but it would go against everything in her body because she is one of these people that believes in what's going on secretly yeah. nobody will admit it right now they're hoping that the crime is going to go away no, it, it's not going to go away. And th and that's the thing. And and this is the the biggest thing going on right now, which is my opponent, John Liu. Um, um, he voted for the bail reform. He actually co-sponsored the bail mm -hmm. reform, uh, wants to defund the police. And now when they ask him about it, he refuses to answer the question. Well, you got to keep reminding them. Yeah, absolutely. That's all we're going to be doing throughout the entirety of this campaign cycle. And not to mention, he's doubling down on the bail reform now. There's a new uh, law that's being uh, um, uh, proposed in the state Senate that he's co-sponsoring again, which is if you've been in jail for 15 years and you're over the age of 55 or the age of 55, mm -hmm. it's a mandatory parole interview. So you could have killed five people, mm -hmm. right? But if you were in jail for 15 years, they're going to interview you to get parole. Yeah, I don't understand the logic behind that. Um... There is none. There is none. It's it's a different way of viewing reality. That's 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 really it. Well, 
you um one of the things that we also wanted to talk about was this exodus of people leaving new york and you know what are we trading for um did we have millionaires here in the 70s yeah absolutely that's what park avenue was built up on but you got to understand these people that have money they bail out quick yep they bail out quick you saw it during the pandemic as soon as they started doing these smash and grab robberies, pulling up to with cars and just looting, uh, breaking windows and looting stuff, and doing that in the city. In in not I'm talking about Manhattan or the Bronx. I'm talking about right there, in Manhattan. People bailed out, and I you know I work in the city, so I saw this man. People bailed out, and that's exactly what's now. Right now, everybody's starting to come back and look around. Is it okay? Is it okay? Because why would you? If you had the money to leave, why would you stay? Why would you stay if I need to take yeah. the subway to get to work? Um, and, you know, New Yorkers love the subway. They yes. love the subway. I think, you know, and that's why you got to keep people keep riding the subway because you have to outnumber these crazy people. They, you know, um, it's just a shame, man. But now when you close the offices down and you don't have people coming into the offices, how much how much uh, how many people are going to be using mass transit now that if you can work from home two days a week, you know what I'm saying? Three days a week. Yeah. New York it's is a big difference. Mass transit. New York's running on this mass transit. Everybody yeah. knows New York subways. You know, the volume of, um, of people going to and fro, you know, it, that, that kind of sort of, you know, obviously there was crazy people. There's always been crazy people, but, um, when there's not that many people taking the train, the way the subway, the way it used to it, that's when they stick out even more. And that's where they empower themselves, those crazy people, too. Yeah, you know, we look at what's going on in the in the city right now and the mass exodus of people leaving. And we have this is what I'll say about that is we're not going to be able to entice a lot of people back when people get up and leave. They mm-hmm. don't usually come back. Uh, we need to grow new wealth in the state. And that means lowering taxes for small businesses. It means lowering taxes for the middle class means lowering taxes uh, across the board because uh, New York is one of the most heavily taxed states in the country. Um, and my district in particular, which is not millionaires and billionaires, but there's definitely people who have done well for themselves. They're taxed the most because they don't have the fancy accountants to get them out of paying all these taxes, right? So we're one of the most heavily taxed places in the country um, and people are leaving. So what do we do? We have to incentivize people to stay. That that's that's the biggest thing. How do we do that? So one of the things that I've proposed is, in addition to cutting taxes, is a a, a ten thousand dollar marital loan. Uh, so if you get married, uh, this loan will be optional for you. Uh, if you decide to take the loan, if you stay in New York for five years and you stay married for five years, uh, the loan is immediately forgiven. What that does is it incentivizes people to start families, buy homes, and stay in the state. Uh, uh, once we do that, and once we incentivize families to grow and build, then we'll start to get new wealth in this state. But the people that left for Florida, they're staying in Florida. They're not coming back. They they upended their lives once. Mm-hmm. It's foolish for us to think that we're going to upend them again and bring them back here. It's about keeping the population that we have now and helping it grow. Gen low, lower taxes everywhere. It's nuts out here in Colorado. Is it? Yep. <laughs> Colorado has high taxes? I didn't know that. Um, coach, I don't feel bad for uh, people in Manhattan. Look at who they constantly vote for. That's a good point. That is a they good they point. never learn. I agree. But when you when you talk about like a district attorney's race in Manhattan, 
If you had 20 people that vote for it, that's a lot. So that that yeah. there's not nobody's coming out to vote for it because you're like, how bad could they be? And then you see this guy Alvin Bragg send out his memo. Ten percent uh, of people came out to vote for the um um district attorney. It's crazy. Joe Murray throwing us ten bucks. The bail reform, discovery reform, the proposed parole reform, and the closing of Rikers Island is all being done to affect uh wow, you had to throw in that big word there, Joe. Uh, decarceration. There you go. Decarceration. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, we absolutely needed some reasonable reforms. Well, hopefully, uh, Stefano is going to be bringing that, and hopefully, Joe Murray will run for DA again, and the world will be a much better place. Absolutely. Uh, let me see. Let me just, um, <laughs> folks, if you're enjoying tonight's show, don't forget that we have a Patreon. Uh, that is Police Off the Cuff at patreon.com also we have youtube membership three different tiers please if you haven't joined already uh please consider it we definitely could uh, use the funding here i'm gonna need a okay let me see i just want to make sure that we got everybody um yeah okay so i agree just to, just to throw in there i agree with joe and um in uh what he was saying reform was definitely necessary uh, i think listen if you got a dime bag of weed on you, if you went out for a joyride, you know, we shouldn't be throwing you up in Rikers. You know what I mean? Like, that's just. It, it got carried away. And I'll be honest with you. Away. If you worked in narcotics back in the day, at some point you were driving around in a van and you see somebody walking his dog with a one hitter, taking a hit off a one hitter and, and, and throwing him in the van. It just it, what that's not a, a drug narcotic arrest. That's. It, that, it got crazy. So we need a balance. Absolutely. Well, that's why we have judges who are going to be able to make decisions about things like this. The problem is that um, uh, we've taken that away from them. And lawmakers now in Albany have told them how to rule. So if I come in and I, I had a one hitter, like you said, and I, I, I took my hit, I got picked up and I brought, got brought in front of a judge, right? Uh, um, um, it used to be that the judge could say, you know what? Yeah, you're, 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 it was a one hitter. Get out of here. Right. Now, if I walk in there and I hit somebody with my car on purpose, the judge has to say, get out of here because the lawmaker says he has to. So mm -hmm. there's obviously a difference between somebody trying to get high and somebody, uh, 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 hitting somebody else with their car, uh, uh, because they're angry at them. That those are two very different people. Uh, one of them needs to to get bail posted. The other one, we can we can slot him on the wrist and keep him moving. Can you tell me about a little bit about this? What you what you guys do over here? <laughs> so, uh, that's the American Conservation Coalition. Uh, we do park cleanups. That's separate from my race, however. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's my friend Mike actually, uh, and we found this like horseshoe crab on the coast. Oh, I didn't even know you. Were, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. But uh, okay, so you found the horseshoe crab? Yeah, we found the horseshoe crab out on the coast. What we essentially do is we go and we clean up parks. That's mm -hmm. our big thing. We go throughout the district, and I've said this to a lot of people. I'm very, I'm, I like parks. That uh, uh, they're they're. You know the quality of a neighborhood by the way we treat things that nobody owns like parks. Nobody owns the park. We all own the park, right? Mm -hmm. When it's a mess and it's dirty, you can tell the community, not very tight knit. Nobody really, nobody really cares mm -hmm. uh, about how the neighborhood looks. Mm -hmm. When you got a nice clean park, people come out, 
People want to spend money in the district. People want to go out in their neighborhood, take a walk, walk their dogs. Mm-hmm. So you, you can tell the quality of a neighborhood by the way their parks are treated. So I said, you know what? I'm going out there. I'm going to go clean some parks. And when it gets hot again, we're hoping to go out and clean some more parks as well uh, 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 on the campaign's dime. That's a good. Uh, that's a beautiful thing that you're doing. Let's see. Uh, what, what else do we got here? This is, uh, I guess this is early. Early you up there? Were you still in college when you... No, no, that was that was a uh, a couple months ago, actually. Really? Yeah, that's that's me at a anti mandate rally. That's actually my girlfriend in the back. My body, my choice. That's her. Okay. Uh, that's a friend of mine, Gavin Wax. Uh, uh, on the other side, talking to Joe Borelli, who's a con- uh, uh, city council person in Staten Island. But I was speaking there to kind of say, you know, the mandates aren't working. You shouldn't have to show your vaccine passport to go in and get a burger. And, and what's funny is uh, if you go into a restaurant and you don't have papers, you're treated worse than a career criminal because the police will go out there and they mm-hmm. will prosecute you for not mm-hmm. having the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, God forbid you go into a Burger King without a vaccine passport. But mm-hmm. if you go out and you hit somebody with your car, or you snort cocaine off of a bench in a, uh, uh, um, in a playground, you're going to be treated better than if you uh, uh, didn't have a vaccine passport. That is unusual. Um, just the, the you're talking about what what's what we choose to enforce and what yep. we, we're not enforcing. It's just it's so ridiculous. It really and is. Not only is it ridiculous. Do you know who Tiffany Caban is? No. She's AOC two. She is the 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 next one up to bat. She's even crazier than AOC. Mm-hmm. The day that that woman was pushed in front of the on the subway tracks, when everybody is saying we need to get tough on crime. This woman comes out and starts saying, no, 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 we don't need police. Police don't stop crimes. What we need is violence interrupters. Mm -hmm. And we need people who are going to life coach on the subway platform to stop crimes. If somebody is about to stab somebody else, Mm -hmm. we don't need Tony Robbins telling them Mm -hmm. that every closed door is an open window. That's not what we need. We need somebody who's going to go over there and stop the crime. And a violence interrupter. I, you know what? I wouldn't let her on the subway anymore. Huh? I wouldn't let her on the subway anymore. No. She sounds like she might. She's the type of person that might put somebody off the subway. <laughs> she's crazy. Yeah, she is she's crazy. Abs- this, these people are insane. And this is what I'm telling a lot of people. They said, oh, we need violence interrupters. We need social workers. You know what a violence interrupter is? Yeah, An armed <laughs> police officer ready to make an arrest. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's, a violence it's the dumbest, interrupter is. It's the dumbest, yeah, it's the dumbest thing. um, These people people have and they, they, they have, and they are going to continue to get people killed. The best violence interrupts uh, interrupter is your mother. Yeah. (laughs) When, when people, when people, the people only, when they want, you want somebody to behave themselves, make them hang out with their mother. Yeah. (laughs) That's when you'll see the best somebody has to offer when they're walking their mother to and from church on Sunday morning. And then as soon as they drop their bundle off at the house after after church on Sunday, man, we got to go rob somebody right now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm itching. I'm itching. I got to. Nobody's robbing a bank with their mom in the car. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get out of prison, man? You want to do home arrest? Fine. You want to go outside? You got to be handcuffed to your mother. That's my yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Um, how do we donate to your campaign if we'd like to do so? Yes. So my website is www. I brought that up. Damn it. Www. S-T-E-F, the number four, queens.com. On the top right, you're going to see donate. Um, 
seriously, guys, whatever you can throw in, 5 10 25 If you could throw in 100 bucks, if you could spare it, I'd really appreciate it. But we have a very winnable seat here in Northeast Queens. Curtis Sliwa won the seat, uh, won my district. Vicky Palladino, who is who flipped the Democrat district, uh, is in my district. So please, I've got College Point. My district includes College Point, Whitestone, Bayside, Douglaston, Little Neck, parts of Fresh Meadows and Jamaica Estates. Mm -hmm. uh, so please, if you could donate, we'd really appreciate it. We're trying to keep the lights on and the printing presses going for our palm. Crop. That's that's just your Twitter page right there. That is my Twitter page right there. And I am the tough on crime candidate. That's why my header says our community deserves someone tough on crime uh, because we've got somebody in uh, the position right now in the state Senate voted for the bail reform uh, uh, is not tough on crime. And I keep saying this because it's the truth. These politicians that we have right now, they're pro-crime. They want more crime. It, it, it doesn't make sense how they could be tough on crime and don't want any more crime if they keep voting for the things they're voting for. Yeah, you make absolute sense. It's 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 tough to make heads or tails uh, of any of it. Um, let's see everybody that tuned in today. Uh, thank you so much for making this show possible. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And I just want to see if the, um, everybody. If Becky, right. if you're still in the chat, throw my website up in there. Yeah, please do that. Please. I'm sorry. I, that's the one thing I, I missed out on. No, it's all good. Here, let me see if I can actually type that. Jay, no, I don't Jay, think I can. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You did something, though. I don't even. Jamie Pimpatel, yes, I agree with you, will not go away. Nicolina Serino, Jen Lowe, Angela, Coach, Kathy Bakes, Factual Breakdown, Peter Pranzo. You know, it wasn't here, Bill Ryan. I didn't see Bill Ryan today. Bill Ryan, is that a regular? Yeah, he's uh, Ryan's investigative group. He's been a guest on the show oh, plenty of times. Nice. But don't forget, we also have merch on the YouTube page. Once again, YouTube memberships. If you haven't done so already, please help us out. Also, we have a Patreon. And uh, Stefano, so what do you got coming up now? What do I got coming up now? So on the 24th, I am getting endorsed by, this is a, a sneak preview, uh, Monday the 24th, I'm getting endorsed by Curtis Lewa for my uh, for my uh, district. So that's a big endorsement. I'm very happy about that. Um, we're doing a event with the Young Republicans uh, in Ketch in Astoria. So please uh, come on down where it's going to be a great time. When, when's that? That is the 24th at 7.30. Okay. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, uh, I, I've got a. I just finished my speech. Actually, it's going to be a barn burner. So uh, you guys should definitely come out for that. Anything else coming up? No, I, I don't think anything else. Anything else is coming up for right now. Uh, we're going to be doing petitions soon. So we're going to be going out and getting me on the ballot. Um, and yeah, everything right now is just about fundraising. You know what I mean? Do you need just a certain amount of signatures signatures to be on the ballot? Two thousand, I believe. Two thousand. All right. Yeah, we could do that. You can do that, no easy. problem. Yeah, easy. we're gonna get that done easy. I'm here for you. Whatever you need, um, whatever you need to get the word out, you come, Thank you jump you right, much. right back on. Um, we really appreciate having you. I, I'm, 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 I'm behind you 100. percent You sound Thank like you. you know what you're talking about. Wait a minute, before you go, we got another. Uh, we got a 4.99. What do we got? Oh, Joe Murray. There we go. Stefano, is there any progress on the redistricting? Yes, yes, there is progress on the redistricting. The progress is everything that you're seeing is nonsense. <laughs> That's why anything you're seeing, any maps that you're seeing right now, they're fake. The, the Independent Redistricting Commission doesn't mean anything. The legislature is not going to pass that. 
uh, what's going to happen is the legislature is going to pass their own maps. The Democrats have their own map. I've been told by sources in the Senate that my district is not going to change all that much. And it might look even more favorable for me. So that's good. So, Real with Robo. Uh, if you're on Mark's show, I hope you spread the word, but keep your word. Uh, yeah, if I, listen, I, I wouldn't. I, I have had a couple of politicians on. One of them is Joe Murray, solid human being. And this is the second solid human being. Stefano Forte, thank you so much for joining us. Like I mentioned, you're always welcome to come back. Give my regards to your mom and pop. Tell them I love them to death. And uh, good luck to you. And uh, if you want to plug the, the 24th again, let me know. Angela, get Angela. Thank you, Angela. $10 super chat. Much, much appreciated. Thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We wish you all the best. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. And we'll be back Thursday. No, I mean, we'll be back Monday with a brand new show. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Stefano.